Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is a pop-up edition episode, a midweek show that we don't do all the time, but we are doing tonight. Myself and Richie Barnes hanging out with you this evening. And uh, Richie and FSU baseball starts their season this weekend, starts on Saturday, got moved from Friday to Saturday. But uh, are you excited for baseball season to start? I mean, that's what we're here to talk about and preview the season a little bit with with a very special guest, a special returning guest to the podcast. So how are you doing tonight, Richie? Good, man. And yeah, I'm excited. You know, obviously football's been over. Uh, Coach Ham, uh, you know, Coach Brooke, they've been giving us a, a lot of entertaining basketball, but I'm, I'm ready for some baseball and uh, get into the season. Absolutely. We have uh, an exciting, quick little pop-up show. Ex- excited for you guys to check it out. Guthrie's in Tallahassee. Uh, as always, this show is brought to you by them. 2550 North Monroe and 1818 West Tennessee. Visit both their locations. We'll get right into it. We'll add our guest. Uh, second time on the show. First time in 2021. Uh, Mike Martin Jr. Meet. How are you doing today, bud? Doing good. Appreciate you guys having me. Oh, man. Anytime. You're, you're always welcome here with us. We're, we're doing kind of the you know, ESPN does their coaching carousels. Uh, we had uh, we had Coach Brooke on. Um, my days are all running together at this point. Monday night, we had Coach Ham on. The week before, and so we're just trying to run the gamut of uh, of coaches and chat with you guys. So, uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for making time for us tonight. Um, and it's been a couple of months since we chatted the last time, and we've still kind of been in the pandemic. But have you have you continued to make the trips to Guthrie's? I mean, their drive through stays open. Are you uh, are are you still going back pretty frequently? <laughs> yeah, the problem is you got to plan for you know you got to take a nap after you eat. <laughs> On our off days is when our coaching staff will flip over and get a gut box on the fly and um, you know go crash somewhere. I can't imagine you encourage. I mean, although they're, they're they're all younger than us, so maybe they can do it. But I don't know how I could go out and be doing that at all during the baseball season. So, uh, but I guess these eighteen year old, nineteen year old kids, like whatever. <laughs> Stomachs of iron. Um, well, we want to talk to you about the season. We want to talk about. Um, and preview it a little bit, but before we get into it, I know you're a big golf guy. How about these Knowles dominating the PGA right now? Like, are they not impressive or what's going on? That's good stuff, and they are. And we got two more with Pack, and I uh, just lost the other kid's name, the transfer that Trey is just – he's so excited he can't stand it because those two that are coming down the pipe and you throw in Brooks and uh, Berger and uh, Laboda, and, I mean, there's so many, and, and it's good stuff. And I do enjoy watching it. That, especially that final round, you know, you play a 12 noon game and get a W and you get home and, you know, plop down on the couch and watch good golf. And the way he walked it off on Sunday with that, with that Eagle, you know, and you kind of were like, okay, he can two putt this. No problem. Like we've got this in the bag. And to just sink the 30 foot Eagle is just like, you know, running laps around the living room and stuff like that. So anyway, all right, well, we'll get into some baseball too, but we're certainly excited for those guys on the field. I'll kick it to Richie and let him uh, start us off and we'll go from there. Quick, funny story, guys. We, you know, on Sunday, you know, we've got a lot of guys that, um, you know, especially back in the day, uh, Brooks was a big baseball guy. He'd come out and want to take DP and stuff like that. So the golfers and baseball players have always kind of hung together and run together. So you think about the Chase Haney's and the the pitchers and they got more free time than than others. So they like to go and play and really into golf. And Chase, you know, since it's his, you know, 14th year with us, um, he's above the, some of the rules. So 
We <laughs> were like in the sixth inning of our scrimmage on Sunday, and uh, he's like, he's tied for the lead. And I said, Burger said, yeah. He's, I said, yeah, you can go watch. I know what you're about to ask. So he goes in the clubhouse with, you know, Kwiatkowski and some older guys that are golfers, and, um, you know, practice is almost over, and they come out, and the hands are up, and, you know, he had won. So um, thank goodness I had, you know, the DVR going, so I recorded it. But it was great, no doubt. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So, Coach, I, I wasn't planning on asking this, but now I got to know because Brooks is probably my second favorite player on tour. I, how was he, uh, you know, at batting practice? Uh, could he get a hold of him? Oh, yeah. He was really close to being a recruitable guy. Um, he lived – I can't remember if it was a player or one of our GAs, but he lived with him one semester as well. And um, so he was always around, you know, very cordial, very friendly. Uh, he was just a – and I say he was close to being – he could have played for us. He was. It was close. And um, so he, he'd come out and hit. I saw him hit a couple times. Um, but, you know, he's strong and loved it. And, you know, he's a football player <laughs> playing golf. Yeah, man, that, that's just not fair, man, to someone to, to be able to reach the number one golfer in the world and still have the ability to potentially play Division One baseball. Good, good for him. No doubt. Um, but I know you, I know you mentioned um, Haney, and I, I guess we'll start with that. You know, the you guys announced this week that you're going to retire the number 11 that was worn by your father uh, this weekend. And uh, I know you said 14 years. I think it's been six, but still quite a long college career. Um, you guys selected Haney to be the first player to wear it since your father did. Um, how cool is it that your dad's going to have that number retired? And what went into Chase kind of being selected to to have that supreme honor of wearing it this season? Yeah, it it's really neat. Um you know, when they, I went to, I still call him the boss. I need to call him dad, but I went to dad and said, look, this is what, you know, we want to do. He says, I don't, you know, you can retire the Jersey, but I don't, I don't necessarily want that number to never be worn again. He said, um, why not put it on, you know, your favorite guy, the one that really um, embodies what I was all about, you know, how to treat people and, and caring and uh, loving and uh, you know, everything else was irrelevant. It was just about the family, the crew. And um, so Chase was such an easy fit for that, that we said, all right, this is perfect. You know, Chase is last year with us and, and he is the epitome of what a you know, student athlete should be on and off the field. He's an unbelievable student. Uh, he heads up a bunch of different things on campus and um, you know, it, it's going to be neat to see him wearing come trotting out of the pen wearing number 11. Yeah. And I like that. It's someone who's going to, you know, appear in many games this year. So, so we'll see that number 11 pretty regularly, but kind of going from a, you know, your older reliever to, you know, a freshman, you know, everybody loves their shiny new toy. Um, Carson Montgomery, man, I I'm, I'm excited to watch him. He committed to Florida state when he was 14 years old, never really wavered. Um, I think he's the highest rated recruit Florida state's ever signed. Uh, it's definitely by, as far as pitchers, is he ready to be a mainstay in that weekend rotation? And what have you seen from him so far? Yeah, he's he's different. Um, when I say different, we've had you know a bunch of programs have had a lot of guys that are really talented, but um, it's hard to explain. But the high profile guys, the guys that get all the hype, generally they're hard to coach um, because they never have been coached. That you know the, the travel ball guys and high school coaches are you know kind of scared of them. And uh, but he is not that. He is the ultimate teammate. He's coachable. Uh, he's super competitive, and he's really good. Um, you're going to see 94 to 97 with a breaking ball. It, you know, he's throwing a cutter now. Just picked it up out of the blue, and it's 90 miles an hour. And it literally, you know, has some 
serious action to it. Change up. He can just do – he manipulates the ball however he wants to do things. And um, you, you throw in, you know, again, that competitiveness and athleticism. and um, He's special, you know, and I do. I think he's going to be one that will go down as one of the greats we've had. Yeah, and I'm excited about, you know, the entire potential starting rotation. But you also on paper have a pretty stacked bullpen as well. How nice of a luxury is that to have, especially in a year where obviously we don't want it to happen, but you're probably going to go games, uh, you know, a week at a time, missing some players uh, with COVID protocol. No question that's going to happen. And we've stressed it. Uh, We've trained them that way. You've got to be versatile. We have no idea who's going to be available. Uh, I'm scared to death we get tested tomorrow. You know, we'll be out a whole whatever. The contact tracing is the big issue. Yeah. And, you know, that's what we're trying to keep them separated as best we can. And, and guys that have already gotten it that are in their 150-day window, it's okay. They live with this guy and, you know, so on and so forth. We, rooming lists are based upon that. And, um, but, yeah, it, it's going to be a wild ride. And we've got a ton of them. It's going to take, you know, longer for our games to be played. But we're going to keep them as sharp as we can. And, uh, but as fresh as we can. And we're going to run guys out, play matchup, and uh, we'd love to love the staff. Yeah, and, and obviously, I mean, uh, your first season last year was cut short. You know, ended on a high note shutting down. You have sold ballpark with a win. But have you spoken to – I want to say something first. about that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good memory. Let's not just gloss over that one so <laughs> fast. Uh, I have – I mean, you remember being on here and us asking you about that, but – I have replied to so many people on social media and in group messages and in texts with like your little video of like, heck yeah, it felt good to shut down McKeith and stay. So like anytime UF baseball like has come up for the last year. So if anything happens bad against UF this year, like it probably was my fault for, <laughs> for rubbing that in, but they'll never be able to say they shut down our stadium like that. So all right, all right, Richie, you can ask your question. <laughs> yeah. Fair point that we shouldn't just gloss over that. Cause that, that was a big deal. Uh, and if it, Obviously, and if you're from Florida like I am, you have a lot of friends that went to UF. So it's nice to have that, you know, feather in the cap. But, you know, obviously the last year was cut short. Um, and I don't think any of us expected us to still be dealing with this pandemic uh, in present day. And here we are. Have you spoke with other coaches, whether it be, you know, Coach Norvell, Brooke, um, Coach Ham about just, you know, best practices on how to try and navigate a season during a COVID-19 uh, not really have spoken to him. Um, you know, the football trainer, Jake File, used to be with us, so I'm close with him. Uh, so I did lean on him. Hey, what do you think about this? And, you know, the day we test, let's try to make that our off day so that if we do have a positive, we didn't, you know, because it takes a while for you to get the results back. We can't get the contact trace. But I've definitely watched, you know, the way Coach Ham's done it. Um, and they keep coming back off breaks looking better than before. <laughs> yeah. Ask Virginia, right? Yeah. And uh, by the way, I mean, okay, Baylor, I'll give you Baylor. I'll give you Gonzaga. But who else is better than what we've seen out of the Knowles? So that is a good-looking club. I mean, deep and athletic, and they care about each other, and they are fun to watch. But anyhow, back to the question. Yeah, we just, you know, kind of been like, you know, the biggest issue was keeping them in shape because they were grossly out of shape. You know, you tell a college kid, yeah, I need you to – when you're on lockdown, I need you to be back home, you know, running. Yeah, whatever. Uh, they think lifting weights is conditioning. So um, that, that's been an issue. But all in all, we, we you know, kind of – we've had a little bit. And I'm not allowed to divulge anything, but it hasn't been too bad. We haven't had a, like an outbreak of, you know, a bunch of guys. So I feel like we're on the right track. 
Um, if you if the baseball thing doesn't work out for whatever reason, those are the exact words that Richie said outside of Baylor and Gonzaga. Nobody worries us. So like, you can come host with me if 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 the baseball thing doesn't work out. Like, you can come commentate ba- basketball all day. Um, <laughs> we. Uh, I was a big basketball guy growing up. Yeah, no, absolutely. They are so much fun to watch. We were <laughs> we were interviewing Coach Brooke on Monday night while the game was on. They very rarely play on Monday nights. It's usually like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday thing. And uh, so the whole game, Richie's like doing this. And I said, can you put the game on your phone? So like, you know, <laughs> you we're interviewing a coach right now. So we're anyway. up 20 at halftime and then they get it to seven. I'm they like, cut it down. Oh, low I feel bad. I like, yeah, I was pretty nervous. So point guard's a good player they got. He yeah. is. Yeah. Um, we talked about your son uh the last time you were on. Um, you know, what are you what are you expecting out of him this season? What what's it been like, you know, now with him here with you? Um, just a month, just a bunch of the same. You know, he he knows his role. He's got to get on base, he's got to set the table. Um, he's a little bit stronger. He's um, you know, popped a few home runs, so that generally comes, you know, with maturity. Uh, he's, we've got him over at first base. He can play some third base. We're trying to figure out exactly the combinations. Um, and, and we're bouncing everybody everywhere. I mean, because, again, we don't know what we're going to have. So the, the biggest thing we stress to our guys is when I'm talking or whomever's talking, that you've got to listen. Like, you, you think you may be, you know, a third baseman, and we're talking over on this cut and relay or bunt defense to the second baseman. Well, it's got to sink in because there's a good chance that, boom, all of a sudden you're playing second base. So we bounced a lot of guys around, and um, you know Tyler's been playing well. You know he's picked up first base uh, pretty pretty easily. He used to play it actually back in the day uh, when he's growing up. And um, you know we're just again I, I don't know where anybody's necessarily going to be. Uh, if everything's right, you know him and Dylan will be both playing first base, and um, you know we'll go from there. Um. How are you guys going to manage the catcher situation? I know that everybody's kind of like having to bounce around, but like with COVID and everything going on, how, how is it just more of the same there? I know, you know, kind of keep getting the same thing there, but that's a fun one, isn't it? That's the one that, that everybody, you know, we've got a big group text going with, you know, all the ACC coaches and that's the one, you know, segment group that is just, we're all mortified of, I mean, so the umpires <laughs> don't get me going on this. This, this, <laughs> No, get going, coach. The ACC, but now they're saying the, the umpire is going to have a mask on. Well, if he tests positive after he leaves, then it's an automatic slam dunk that your catcher is contact traced. So we're all like, whoa, 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 whoa. All right. Well, if you contact trace him, well, then here goes the next catcher because he was working with him within a 48 hour period right beside the other catcher. How can you, how can you do this? So, I think um, we're waiting on a final ruling, but I think we've got it figured out. And, um, you know, we, we've literally had a tryout back there. All right, raise your hand if you've caught before. And, you know, Jackson Green's got a little bit of time. Uh, Doug Kirkland, we put him back there. Uh, he's got a little tender elbow right now, so he can't throw. But um, it's just one of those deals where we're, we're all like, good grief, this, this isn't good, you know, because it's hard to – that's one spot where somebody can get hurt. If you just throw somebody back there, you know, you're allowed to have a lawsuit on your hands if they get hurt, and it's justifiably so. We could go to the uh, 
we could just go to the uh, what do they said forever? Like in the MLB, just going to the automatic umpires, just like the the laser, the laser uh, balls and strikes and strike zone, and take all the risk out and then take all the bad calls out too. I said it, not you. <laughs> we got it right there on our scoreboard, and the strike zones there, and um, you know we've been doing that for years, and we've always said why, why they put them back there. But they call balks. They call plays at the plate. You know all the other stuff. But the balls and strikes has got to be, on, yeah. you know, K zones, and there'll be no more complaining. There'll, everybody's fair. It's it's everything. And I don't know why in the world we're not doing it. It's coming though. I can tell you that it's coming. Yeah. Um. What uh, what is it like? I, you know, it can't be like it is. Like maybe in the ACC tournament or. Uh, when you when you make regionals, super regionals, but how special is experiencing opening day? Like how how hard is it to like keep the emotion down? And maybe it's a little bit weird here in the pandemic, but you've obviously experienced several opening days. Like I've been to minus last year um, because of COVID. I've been to every I live in Tampa. Every Tampa Bay Rays opening day since like 2007 or something. So like for years, and my dad and I always go. But like, what's it like as a coach to try and contain that excitement around the guys and, and really could just go out and play the game. It's awesome as a player. Um, although I was the same way most kids are. As a coach, it's a nightmare because you're so excited that you can't think, you can't. I will say Saturday afternoon, son, what are you doing? I will say that more in one game than I will for <laughs> Month at a time because they it, again you're so excited now we're coming after you know a pandemic in which we haven't played in 11 months I'm like mortified what in the world you know this train wreck can look like um, because again you're so excited and and you know you're going fast and you're running but you're running the wrong way and you've got to be able to breathe you got to be able to control your emotions and I have I have seen I mean Buster even as good as he was his junior year I remember going, Buster calm down you know just let the game come to you. He was swinging at 1-0 breaking balls, and I'm like, what are you doing? And, you know, you just get out of yourself. Opening day special. It's a totally different day than, than any other day. You get that one, and then you get your first rivalry game, and then Omaha. Those are the ones that are always like, yeah, you know, just please calm down. Yeah, Coach, you you mentioned Buster. How nice would it be to have a guy like him who can play all nine positions uh, if needed, but – I'll tell you what, man, if, if you really need some help at shortstop, just give Lonnie a call. Did you, did you see Josie Muffley's uh, tag the other night? A little bit of athleticism there. A bad slide on the other girl's part. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that was a great play. That, yeah, might be one of the, that might be one of the FSU plays of the year. I mean, Scotty Barnes yeah. got some plays up there, too. And then, <laughs> you know, there have been some fun football things. But, I mean, she, she's gone viral several times over for, for that yeah. edge and tag. Um channeled her and her Jesse Warren there, right? Yeah. Um, but coach, like obviously the this weekend is special, you know, opening weekend. Um, you know, we plan to be there actually. Um we won't be in Tallahassee, but we'll be in cardboard cutout form. <laughs> yeah. What are your what are your thoughts on that for the season? All the sports teams are doing it now. Right. And I'm fine as long as we get the maximum in there. I don't want to cut out <laughs> an actual human being, but <laughs> you know, we feel like we've done a pretty good job of maximizing, you know, the stadium to get as many as we can. And as of today, I don't, I don't think the whole season sold out, which is, which is good. It's critical to, you know, college baseball is on emotion and you, you got to create an environment and uh, our fans are great at it, whether it's 6,000 or whether it's, 
you know, fourteen or fifteen hundred, we can still, you know, help the guys out and, and intimidate the other club. Yeah, we we uh, I, I came up for the Duke football game. I came up for the Florida basketball game. I was coming up for the uh, Virginia Tech game this weekend until it got canceled. But yeah, I've, so I've been to some of the stadium or some of the games this year, and you're completely right. Even with the the lesser crowds. You just got to have somebody in there. <laughs> like you just can't. I don't. I don't know how these guys. I mean, they're professionals. And they get paid millions of dollars, but I don't know how these guys played in empty stadiums this year because it was just so, so awkward to to kind of see that. So I'm, I'm there with you. Uh, I want to ask you this, and then we'll we'll get you out of here. I appreciate your time. I know you just got out of practice, but uh, we've we've been asking this of of the coaches that have been on. Um, but can you just talk to us a little bit about booster support and what that does for your your program specifically, uh, we you know we've talked to Ham and and Brooke and different ones about that, but can you just talk to us about the impact that that makes for your program. Well, they, they're you know the, the lifeline of what we do. Um, you know, when it comes to our bullpen club, which has been incredible to us and enables us to provide more meals to our players that the NCAA now allows. Um, you know. Uh, you, I don't want to give it away, but I guess I already have. The summer school is a critical component. We can bring our recruiting class in early and put them in summer school instead of them out being, you know, viewed by pro scouts. It's kind of playing a little keep away, hide and seek game. So we put them in school and the, the success rate of guys coming in at Summer Bridge and going to Summer C, it gets them ahead. There's 10,000 students on campus versus, you know, whatever we're at, 40,000. Um, you know, they get acclimated. They know where to go. They, you know, get to work with our strength and conditioning that uh, we can't work with them as coaches, but it is a great program. And that, you know, goes, you know, to support their uh, chartered airplanes where we don't have to spend all day Thursday in an airport, which means they're not in class on a Thursday. And then we don't have to go through Atlanta and get stuck in a delay. And next thing you know, we're home at two in the morning um, and then supposed to be in an eight o'clock class. You know, it, we get back when we, you know, we're literally an hour and a half from anywhere pretty much where, where we're going and it's crucial. And, um, it's the lifeline and especially in, during a pandemic and, you know, our financial situation as an athletic department is a, like a lot of others. It's not good. Um, you know, who, who, we can go into the blame game and whatever else, but that's not going to do any good. We just, if you can, you can help us, please. And, you know, we're going to do everything we can to make you proud. Yeah, no. And, and we, you know, we talked about this when you were on the last time and, and just kind of the, the fear and the concern about, um, man, if football doesn't take off, how are we going to get the rest of these sports off the ground? And, you know, knock on wood, but football was able to play most of their games and then the other sports have been able to play most of their games. And so we are super proud. You know, Coach talks about that being the lifeblood. We talk about this every week. You can go to boosters.fsu.edu and for as little as $5 a month, sign up to be a contributor. And, um, you know, it, it all kind of goes back to the – not kind of – it all goes back to the kids and – the sports that we all enjoy seeing and watching. And so, Coach, we appreciate your time. We're super excited for the season to – to I almost said tip off. That's not the right – you know, it's not tip off. It's opening day, first pitch. Yeah, we're excited for it. And, uh, man, we're we're ready to – we want to talk to you after you're done playing in June. So that that's that's the goal, right, is to yeah. ride this thing as, as long as it can go. Uh, Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out, buddy. Yeah, Thanks, absolutely. Coach. Take care. Go Knowles. Go Knowles. Mike Martin Jr. Always good. He's he's awesome. I mean, he's quick. He you know he'll give it to you quickly. He's 
obviously I like how he's so well-rounded with all the other stuff, right? Like he was right on it with the golf. He was right on it with the basketball. Um, he is really, really good. We've gotten some good interactions, some good um, fan comments and a lot of shares and stuff tonight. And then a lot of people are tuned in for this baseball season starts on Saturday. Then they've got a double header on Sunday. So super exciting and super excited to see meet and the boys uh, complete a whole season. Well, hopefully a whole season, but like finish a season, right? Like yeah. that's, that's what's most important. So excited for them for sure. I think he's our first recurring guest now. So he he's officially a friend of the show. Um, but yeah, I can't wait. Well, hopefully we can get him for, you know, a little mid season interview and then a postseason. but he, he's been great both times he's been on and his, his involvement and interest in the other sports around campus is, is awesome. You love to see that. And you see that with all the coaches we've spoken to, they're all kind of keeping an eye, eye on each other and supporting each other the best they can. So, you know, always love having meat on the show. Yeah, he was awesome. Um, I think we're going to wrap up there. There has been some news. There have been some kind of recruiting things here and there, but we will get to those so that we have a full episode. Um, we're going to go Monday one more time. We've gone Monday two weeks in a row. One was because uh, of the Super Bowl. The next was because Valentine's Day. This time, it's just because our guest needs Monday. And we've got another great guest lined up for you. Like I said, we're doing the uh, – ESPN car wash or the double fries D DFNS uh, car wash of FSU coaches, uh, which has been a lot of fun. I mean, like yeah. you, you told me, what did we start this six, seven months ago that we'd be interviewing a different FSU coach every week. Then I'd have laughed at you and said you were crazy. So, um, you know, appreciate Guthrie's for their support. If you can, if you can share this, like this, retweet it quick, watch quick, listen for you guys today as FSU baseball starts their season on Saturday. Um, but tune in on Monday night. We've got another good one coming up for you. Um, and again, just like Coach Martin said, if you can go to um, – I always forget the email – or the the URL, boosters.fsu.edu, you can sign up for their campaign they've got going now. Almost to 50%. So uh, let's hit that this week so that by the time we do our uh, show on Monday night, we can say that we've gone over that 50% barrier. Um I don't have a song at the top of my head, but I'll find some baseball song and we'll play that and get out of here. So um, anything else before we go, you got any shout outs or anything? Yeah, nothing tonight. You know, obviously it's a quick turnaround from Monday night's pod. Um, shout out to the basketball team again. That was a big win. Taking on number seven, Virginia. Uh, I'm excited to have my basketball minute ready for that for Monday. I, I will not skip it. And it'll be interesting to see if we can get a game scheduled for this weekend. Cause you, you mentioned Virginia tech doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, but there's some options out there to where they could potentially still play this weekend. So we'll keep you updated on our Twitter handle at double fries pod for that. Uh, definitely give it a follow on there, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we try and put a lot of information, information out there. So definitely check those out, but yeah, no, no shout outs, uh, shout out me and the baseball team, uh, excited to watch opening day this weekend. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I've, I've got a couple quick ones. Shout out, uh, the women's basketball, um, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for, um, shouting us out and, and they, did you yes. see that, that picture they posted that had mm -hmm. our, uh, the quote that coach Wyckoff had, had given on our, uh, show again, another thing, like if you'd asked me five, six, seven months ago, I didn't think that we'd have official FSU accounts, um, hyping us up. So, uh, I mean, I, that's probably when their intention to hype us up, but it, it, but it did <laughs> hype me up. So I texted everybody in my phone contacts, like, look at this. Um, so pretty cool. Appreciate them. Appreciate um, you guys for tuning in. And then um, if you're watching this, I, I a lot of times I'll, I'll plug something else real quick. 
uh, part of the Big Three Roll Up Network that we are part of, um, just started a brand new podcast um, that's going to debut and air uh, the first week of March. Um, I think it's March 6th is that Tuesday. Um, it's called Bourbon on a Budget. I'm usually, I'm not tonight because it was just kind of a quick show, usually drinking something, usually have something in a glass, some kind of bourbon or whiskey or rye. Um, go check out Bourbon on a Budget. It's on Twitter. I'll retweet it from the Double Fries Pod. It's on Instagram, YouTube, everywhere else. Bourbon on a Budget. Um, excited to kind of go a different lane. Typically, I'm, I'm in like the sports stuff, but uh, myself, Brendan Sinone of Knowles247 and a good buddy of ours will be kind of talking some whiskey. So it'll be fun. Richie, are you a whiskey guy at all? I know you're an IPA guy, but are you a whiskey guy? Yeah, I, I don't drink uh, too much liquor these days. I'm approaching the mid 30s, so it's, it's it's mainly wine and then IPAs for sports. But if if I wanted to to really get into a UNC Richie mode, then I'll I'll, I'll, I'll I'll sip on some bourbon. Yeah, you come over here and you'll be in UNC Richie mode. Um, all right, cool. Well, we appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll be back Monday night, and uh, until then, go Nose. Take me out to the ball game. Swing, better, better, swing, better, better, swing. Swing, better, better, swing, better, better, swing, better, better, swing, yeah. Swing.
said, could I take you home? 